This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. This is TLC Ninja, a podcast for teachers by teachers about classroom innovation. And welcome to episode 98 of TLC Tech Learn Coffee, a proud member of the EduMatch Podcast Network. I'm your host, Lisa Nowakowski, a fifth grade teacher in South Monterey County here in California. And I'm Nancy Minicozzi, an instructional technology coach in Beverly Hills, California. And as a reminder, we have a 15-minute format because ain't nobody got more time than that. No, they don't. And for today's coffee fact, uh, you can make a delicious drink even more delicious by adding pineapple syrup and grilled pineapple to your homemade latte. And if you're interested in giving it a try, we will link the recipe in the show notes. So our guest today is Kim Vogie, who will be talking to us about being back in the classroom after being a coach for several years. So Kim, tell us a bit about yourself, who you are, and what you do. Hi, I'm Kim Vogie, and I currently teach in Placentia Orbelinda Unified School District. This is my 26th year in the district. For 18 years, I was in the classroom teaching mostly fifth grade. And then I was seven years as the district's math and technology TOSA, or teacher on special assignment. And in that seven years, my job really evolved to a lot of other duties as assigned. And um, this year at year 26, I find myself being feeling almost like a first year teacher again. And you're back in the classroom. So, and you're teaching what grade this year? I am teaching fifth. I um, fought tooth and nail to get a fifth grade classroom of the choices I was given when I was uh, when my job was uh, um, taken out of the budget. Right. Uh, and that's a common occurrence here in California and I think across the nation too. So as you prepared to re-enter the classroom, what were you most excited and or nervous about? And did those things actually come to pass? So I was most excited about being one-to-one. So I do have a classroom cart of Chromebooks in my classroom. And when I left seven and a half, eight years ago, um, we had our Promethean board and uh, we had computer labs and we were slowly moving into the idea. Oh, we had alpha smarts even. That's really dating myself with the alpha smarts. (laughs) Um, And so um, I was super excited about being able to use all of the things I've learned in the past seven, eight years as a coach to implement with my students. I was really nervous about being the new teacher at the school because the neighborhood didn't know me um, at all. And while the the teachers knew me because I've been delivering PD for years and I've been in the district for 26 years. Um, so that wasn't a huge worry, but it was um, that feeling of being the new teacher, the one that, oh, who's this Miss, well, usually it's Miss Vogue, um, even though my last name is Vogue, who's this lady? And, you know, that fear factor kind of thing. And none of that, um, I, I, that was a fear I did not need to have. Um, my, my name got out there as a positive thing. Uh, some of the parents in the uh, school also are teachers in the district, so they were super excited to see me coming aboard. And um, so I was well, uh, welcomed with open arms uh, to the, with the staff and the, the neighborhood. 
I um, sent home a little postcard the weekend before school started just to say, hey, I'm your teacher, and I made kind of a little unboxing video of our classroom so that the kids would know like who, who they're looking for and what the room was going to look like just so they weren't the ones like that have the new teacher and they weren't uh, scared by that. That's a great idea, even for teachers who aren't new to send that out ahead of time. I love that idea. So how did it go? How was the transition back into the classroom after being out for seven years? Um, well, I worked a lot during the summer getting my room uh, ready. And unfortunately, two days before school started, I fell and broke my hand. So um, my beginning of the school year started in a cast and surgery. Um, but I didn't miss any days out of the classroom because I did not want to write sub plans. So aside from that, um, there were little things that I forgot about. Like um, I had never taken attendance electronically in seven years. We started doing that with Aries. And so I'm like, oh my gosh, how do I take attendance? So that was kind of funny to me that I'm like, here, I'm the techie person and I don't know how we've been taking attendance. Um, and little things like the, the kids were looking for some systems, I think, in place. Uh, like, I didn't have a behavior chart because I don't really believe in the clip-up chart. Um, but what was I going to do? And so we actually kind of evolved those systems together, which really worked. And now we have this really smooth running machine in the classroom. And I just involved them and let it come a lot from them. And uh, that was scary. Uh, and I was surprised at the little things I had forgotten, um, but uh, it, it has all worked out really well. That's great. That sounds wonderful. And I think when you involve students, they have buy-in and they're more willing to go with you and do what you want them to do. So I love that you were able to kind of turn that little forgetting into an advantage. Oh, yeah. It, it worked out really well. They, they kind of became... Um, they almost expected her to forget some things. So it was kind of funny. They're like, Mrs. Vogie, remember you need to do, oh yeah, we need to do that. <laughs> and learning the system and culture of the school, like the PBIS rewards, the uh, half sheet for this, the detention for that, and all those things. It was a totally new system um, it, since I, had, it, I was at a new site. So uh, you answered this a little bit, but what, what have... What has changed since you were in the classroom? You mentioned taking attendance electronically, but on a greater scale, kind of, what has changed? Um, I would say that, um, to me, the kids haven't changed all that much. Um, I love fifth grade, and it's bit, I like, I think I must love life as a perpetual 10 and 11-year-old, because that is my grade of choice. So I, I don't see, like, everyone saying, like, the kids have changed. I see that their expectations from of us have maybe changed and we need to do more to um, like, in, like I said, involve them because they are involved in what they do. Like they don't um, sit back and take in and consume that information. They want to do something with it. And so I, I think for as much, kind of bad press as kids these days get. I, I'm not really experiencing that. They've all been like welcoming to learning and wanting to be a part of it. I think they just expect more out of it and they don't want to be these passive learners um, because they, they are actively involved in how they go do things. Like when they want to learn how to do something, they go watch a YouTube video. 
So the last thing they want to do when they're learning something from me is sit there and let me lecture for 25 minutes and then they like take notes on it. That's not how we learn. And I've um, done a couple like informal polls on Facebook with adult learner, adults, like all my friends. How do you choose to learn something? And not one person said, give me a worksheet. So, um, you know, here we kind of do that to our kids sometimes. And I, um, I really am finding that the more I involve them and the more choice I give them because I'm able to. I think that seven, eight years ago, I wasn't able to give as much choice because the technology wasn't there for me to do that. But now if I want them to research something, they can go research whatever they want to because we've got the information at our fingertips. And so I, I don't want to stifle them by saying you must only do this topic. You have your choice within this topic. And that's been really freeing. And so I think that that makes them more involved in their learning. Oh, that's, that's terrific. So um, how did you approach this year as opposed to previous years when you were in the classroom? Was your planning different? Was your setup different? So um, when I found out I was going back into the classroom, I started thinking like, how am I going to put this all together? And I created what's called like the world's ugliest spreadsheet because I wanted to take all of these best practices I'd learned plus the fact that Common Core happened while I've been out of the classroom. So not only did we change content, we also can change the Common Core, and it's not new now that it's been here for almost 10 years, even though people still call it the new Common Core. Um, and I really want to take a look at kind of um, de-siloing what we do so that it's not just here's reading time and social studies time. I really wanted to bring those literacy skills together since that's the overarching job we have to do is to create literate um, uh, students. And so I really took a look at how can I combine best practices and um, move the information through to my kids. Like, I know the social studies content is important, but I also know for my own children, they're not going to remember the Revolutionary War from what they learned in fifth grade. It's more important for them to learn how to analyze a primary source and draw a conclusion from that and make a claim and cite evidence. And we can do that in a whole variety of ways. Um, and part of putting my curriculum together, I think I almost had an easier time than teachers who've been at this for many years in a row because I had the content knowledge and I had the pedagogy, but I didn't have to go weed my garden, as we say, to teachers who are trying to make time for everything because I was starting with like this freshly tilled field of like, I can go plant whatever I want because I've got all the groundwork done, I'm ready to go. And I didn't have to think like, make a choice, like I could do project A but I, that I've been doing for 20 years, but I, I really wanna bring in project B, but I can't give this up. I didn't have that feeling because I was kind of starting from scratch, but with all the good stuff I already knew to do. Well, that's, that's a really good way of looking at it and very exciting. So. The ugliest spreadsheet, I think I may have seen that somewhere online. Is that available for people? I will, um, I will put it on my website. Um, I'm pretty sure I tweeted and Facebooked about it. Um, it kind of became more of a working document, and I haven't looked at it for quite a few months because I got really rolling on it. Um, I started off by really wanting to put the edge protocols into place, which if anyone's been on my Facebook or my Twitter account, they know I'm a huge fan of edge protocols. And uh, I wanted to find a way to kind of bring those in um, slowly and effectively 
And now I'm really reaping the benefits of it halfway through the year because now it's kind of like the kids want to write their own sub plans when I have a sub because they're not happy about that. But they request now, well, if you're not going to be here, can we at least do um, a, a cyber sandwich and a um, Iron Chef? And so they're asking for them. Um, they cheer for writing. Um, we're getting ready to do our big national park project. And like, they're confident because they know how to do all the pieces and parts. Now they're just applying it to what they want to explore in those topics. And it's really like really magical happening in my classroom. Like I see things going like in a way I've never seen them before with this confidence level of my kids. And um, so all that groundwork, uh, the first, you know, hundred days of school or whatever is now just reaping all the benefits. Oh, that's awesome. And um, I see we're running short on time. So I'm going to go to the, to the last question um, that we had, which is, as you know, um, this school year, I, I changed jobs. And um, that is because my coaching position, similarly to yours, was eliminated at my former district. And I was lucky enough to find another coaching position because I really do love coaching. What advice would you give others who find themselves in the same position and perhaps aren't as lucky as I was to find another job or who decide that they want to go back into the classroom again? So it is your time to now put all those best practices that you've been training for however many years into place. I really felt like if I couldn't make it work on all, it was like my time to practice what I preach. Like if I couldn't make this work, then I was going to look like a fool. And so um, it really became my time to um, just take it and run with it and make it the best I could make it. Um, and I'm doing that. And every day is a new little adventure. And I could totally have taken the easy way out and been really bitter about losing my job and just done like a page a day teaching. And that's just not my style. That's not how I operate. That's not what I expect of myself. And so I'm every night I'm hustling. It's less new lesson plans every night and uh, the kids appreciate it. And I pre appreciate what they do. And it's really worked out well. Well, that's, that's exciting. And that's great advice. And um, our timer is going to go off in just about a second here. So there we go. That's it. Um, so, whoops, it won't stop. So, final thoughts. Anything else that you would like to share with our listeners about coaching, teaching, anything? Um, I'm thankful for, for all the experiences I have coaching. I love doing professional development, um, and I can see the benefit for my kids, and they truly bring you that joy that you have been missing, maybe, uh, out there working with adults. So if, if you head back to the classroom, just embrace it and go with it. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a comment to let us know. Our comment question is, have you changed jobs? And what was that experience like for you? And please don't forget to subscribe to hear more about easy ways for you to innovate in your classroom. If you like the show, please help others find us by rating and leaving a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. And remember, we are always looking for guests to share the great things that they are doing in their classrooms. So if you know someone who fits the bill, or if you'd like to be a guest, please visit tlc.ninja and complete the contact form to let us know. Thanks, and we'll talk to you next time.